You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. You're welcome to this teaching platform on NIM. It's something we always tag. It's the teaching series we have ongoing tied to gym. Teachings on spiritual growth. You know, last week we spoke a little about um, continuing. We spoke a little about continuing, you know. It says how uh, spiritual growth is seen in its consistency. Or the best of spiritual growth is seen in consistency. In keeping with the things of the Spirit is where we are going to get the best of um, growth. Is where we see the best of growth. I'm sorry about that. All right. So um, today we're going to be looking at something really different. You know, um, it's something I've really not heard talk being talked about when it comes to spiritual growth, but it's something that the Lord has placed on my heart, and I believe this is really important. I believe this is really important. Okay. So um, before we get there, but so let's start today. I'm just going to be talking about spiritual growth and sacrifice. There's a core link between spiritual growth and sacrifice. There's a core link between spiritual growth and sacrifice. Okay, but let's look at a few things first. Turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 13. Turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 13. Let's go to verse 44. Are you there? Matthew 13, 44. Look at what it says. It says, um, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he, all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Look at verse 45. It says again, he's using another example now to teach something. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is, is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. 46. He says, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought that pearl. Are you there? Now, what we see Jesus doing here is Jesus is using a parable, a story which never really happened to tell something and you know this is one thing in biblical interpretation we should understand when it comes to parables not all parts of parables have something to say okay not all parts of a parable have something to say so let me take this parable for example verse 44 we now say um again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a field you now say hmm what is that field you give the field the field an allegorical meaning you say the field is the earth who is that man that man is the child of god he says and um, what did he find him he find and he and he hide it it means that there are some mysteries in god you take and you hide no 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 that's not true when you are reading through the parables of jesus one thing you must understand is there is a particular message he's trying to pass across when he's reading a parable so when you are reading a parable your your focus is not on the things that are being said or the things that are not being said your focus is on the message that he's trying to pass across 
praise jesus that is your focus so look at what jesus said he said when the man finds this pearl of great when the man finds this treasure he goes to hide this treasure and he sells all that he he sells all that he has so he can buy the field in which the treasure is then he speaks of a of a merchant who is looking for pearl and then he finds that one of great price and he sells all that he has so he can buy it you see the foundation of your christian faith is not built on duty it is built on delight let me say that again the foundation of your christian faith is not duty it is delight let me say that one more time because this is very important a lot of people relate with god as a taskmaster a lot of people relate with god as one who is difficult a lot of people relate with god as one who wants to who 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 is only focused on the things that they must do it is it is duty is hard you must do it no 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 the foundation of your christian faith is yes there is duty in our devotion but that duty is delightful so at the base of that duty there is delight so even when that there's duty, that duty is delightsome hallelujah we are not doing the things of god from a standpoint of a job we are doing the things of god from a standpoint of a relationship from a standpoint of love and that is why he gave you the spirit within amen that is why he gave you the spirit within the spirit within in the child of god is giving for the sake of for the sake of living that life of god you see a lot of people have said for you to receive the holy ghost you must be holy then nobody can get the holy ghost you got the holy ghost when you believed so the holy ghost is the tool by which you live the christian life ah yeah that's that's so that's so powerful the holy ghost is the tool by which you live the christian life the holy ghost is the tool by which you live the christian life so the holy ghost was given to you and that is what isaiah and ezekiel was trying to explain when he said i will take out the heart of stone out of your heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh when we come to hebrews and we see that explained we understand that it is a change of nature and how was our nature changed our nature was changed by the shedding forth by the giving off of the spirit praise the name of jesus praise the name of jesus our nature was changed by the giving forth of the spirit hallelujah to god our nature was changed by the giving forth of the spirit so that is exactly how our nature was changed it was changed by the giving forth of the spirit so also if you understand that is why jesus said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak there are things that the flesh does not want to do but child of god i've thought this many times and i will say it again even those times when you feel like i'm not sure i want to pray i want to pray but i'm feeling very lazy the truth of the matter is this your spirit wants to pray your spirit is always willing to do the things of god so the holy ghost was giving you as the engine by which propels you to do the things of god you know i explained um in one of our earlier teachings i can't remember which one i spoke on anachinosis what anachinosis means is there's a change of our nature there's a change that has happened to us from the inside and that anachinosis is basically a change of that nature from god so the nature of the believer has been changed so he can do the things of god I just believe this explanation is for someone this is not even part of my notes but it might it's just here to bless someone praise the name of jesus okay so why um 
why do Matthew 13 now back to Matthew 13 we see Jesus say this he says the kingdom of God is like unto treasure hid in a field he says the man finds it and he goes after it basically every sacrifice we make in our pursuit of God is because we have found a treasure that is bigger than what is seemingly what we are seemingly chasing after let me say that again every sacrifice we make in our pursuit of God happens because we have found a treasure that is we have found a treasure that is um, that is that is greater in value than what we are chasing after we have found a treasure that is greater in value than what we are chasing after so there is nothing we will not give for this kingdom because we have seen the light we have seen that this kingdom that we are this kingdom that we have found the spirit of god this precious salvation we have received it is it is it is it is something that is worth it is something that is worth the 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 it is something that is worth more than anything that we cannot shed off from it so when you think about it sacrifice for the believer is not exactly sacrifice it is an investment praise jesus sacrifice for the believer is not exactly sacrifice it is a smart decision look at what jesus said he said this 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 merchant that finds goodly pearls he he sells all that he has so that he can go after that one pearl so if there's anything this thing should tell us that sacrifice for the believer anything that his the believer sacrifices in exchange for the things of god is not exactly sacrifice it is a smart investment praise the name of jesus it's just like i mean you have a you have a an investment of a hundred thousand naira that is going to give you 30 percent returns in six months so in six months you're going to be withdrawing a hundred and thirty thousand naira and then you now put in a hundred thousand naira and then in nine months this one is going to give you 75 percent returns i mean and you can only choose one it is only smart it is a smart business decision to let down the lower one even though it has a lower time frame for the other one that is going to give you more that's of course pending when you calculate the current value and the um, future value of that currency there's a math to it but that's not what we're talking about today but you get my point you get my point so for the believer there is a standpoint by which you must look at things that you are going to give up in terms of your growth there's a standpoint by which you look at it go to mark chapter 8 Mark chapter 8 verse 36. Hallelujah. Mark 8 36. Look at what he says. He says, For what shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? Every Nigerian Christian knows this verse. <laughs> at least it has been shouted at you more than five times in your life. He says, For what shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Look at 37. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Do you see this? This is basically the literal explanation of what Jesus was giving to us in um, Matthew 13. That the way that man will sell all he has so he can get that goodly pearl is the same thing that when you compare the entire world to the soul of a man, is not still worth it. <coughs> hallelujah 
when you compare the entire world to the soul of a man is not still worth it so jesus says what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul this is a very vital rhetorical question that really doesn't need an answer what just think about it what in this world will you get is it a car is it a house is it is it what exactly is it that is worth more than eternal life what is it and this verse is very beautiful because we have chosen the right path which is what jesus we have put our faith in him and because we have put our faith in him we know we will live forever we know that they, we, 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 have, we have invested wise, wisely. We are like that merchant that has sold all he has so that we can find, so that we can get that goodly pearl, which is this eternal life we have received. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Are you still with me? Matthew chapter 10, verse 33. Look at this is a long read now, but look at what Jesus said. He said, But whosoever shall deny me before men, will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. He says, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Okay, he says, Think not that I that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. You know, I I, I a Muslim met me and said jihad is in the bible and he used this verse <laughs> really context says nothing about religious war but let's go on it says verse 35 it says for i am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law you're like whoa, whoa 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 wait a bit wait a bit jesus are you saying you came to give dissension are you saying you came to separate people from one another is that what you are saying the lord jesus christ let's read on look at verse 36 he says and a man's foes shall be day of his own house for household let's continue on in the context he says he that loveth his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me he says he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me look at verse 39 he says he that findeth his life shall lose it and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it so what is jesus saying when he says um i think not that i'm come to send peace on the earth but a sword simple what he means by this is as far as the earth is concerned um, if you read 34, you read 35, you read 36, then you get into 37. You understand that what Jesus is trying to say is that there are people who will, there are people who will, um, because of your faith in Jesus, they will deny you. They will not like you. They will not like you. So Jesus now goes on to 37 and I say, but he that loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy. He that loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy. He that loves that business opportunity more than me is not worthy. He that thinks that that, that that thing is better than Jesus is not worthy. So Jesus then says, 
He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy. 39. He says, He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life shall find it. The foundation of your Christian faith was bought on sacrifice. Then the Christian life is also lived on sacrifice. The foundation of the Christian faith is bought on sacrifice. Then the Christian life is what? Is also lived on sacrifice. Child of God, listen. The Bible lets us understand that Jesus, in giving his life, you see, in seeing what Jesus did, we see how we can live our lives. He was God, became a man, became carried on the likeness of sinful flesh, gave himself. So also, child of God, we also, we can give, we also, we, there's nothing we cannot give in response to this love he has made available for us. Can I get an amen? There is nothing we cannot give in response for this love that he has made available for us hallelujah look at what paul says in galatians 2 look at what paul says in galatians 2 very beautiful verse beautiful verse paul summarized the christian life and he said i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me he says and the life which i now live live in the flesh which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and did what gave his life for me paul is saying that i died with christ yet i'm still alive you know what let me read it in another translation let me read it in t40 this is what he says he says it is as though i was with christ when he was crucified in bracket died on the cross or it is as though my old way of life ended when christ died on the cross no longer am i directing the way ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. i behave as i did before i believed in christ no longer am i directing the way i behave as i did before i believed in christ now christ is directing how i behave and whatever i do now while i live i do it trusting in god's son he is the one who loved me offered himself as a sacrifice for me he offered himself as a sacrifice for me child of god the life we live is a life that is found or that has found value in what jesus has done Matalabakaya. can i say that again the life that we live is a life that has found value in what jesus has done the life that we live is a response to what jesus has done to what jesus has done so you see um what is like i explained last week spiritual growth is basically there are many things you can say for spiritual growth but one of them is basically seeing jesus better seeing yourself the realities in him and your responsibilities from what he has done seeing it better walking in it better because seeing helps you do anyways so seeing it better and that is it you see um when we see what jesus did we understand that he died i died with him he died and i died with him praise jesus you see in the old testament in the old testament sacrifice was honor to god in the old testament sacrifice was honor to god that is exactly what sacrifice was sacrifice was worship to god sacrifice was worship to god sacrifice was worship to god when they gave sacrifices they did not just give it for giving sake they gave it as worship as honor to god go to first samuel chapter 1 verse 3 first samuel chapter 1 verse 3 we'll just read a few verses 
let's start from verse 1 so we'll get the context it says now there was a certain man of ramoth ramothaim zophim of mount ephraim and his name was elkanah the son of jeroham the son of elihu the son of tohu the son of zuf and ephrathite and he had two wives the name of one was hannah the name of the other penina and penina had children but hannah had no children he says and this man went up out of his city yearly to what worship and to sacrifice unto the lord of hosts in shiloh and the two sons El eli and hophni and the two sons of eli hophni and Phinehas, has the priest of god were there so if you check the old testament there was never a time where you or there was hardly a time where you see sacrifice or worship stood alone they worshiped with a sacrifice they worshiped with a sacrifice they worshiped with a sacrifice let's read on um Go to Second Kings seventeen. Second Kings seventeen, verse thirty-six. He says, "But the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power, and stretched, and they stretched out arm, him shall ye fear, him shall ye worship, and to him shall ye do sacrifice." You see, worship and sacrifice always went hand in hand. Worship to the Lord and sacrifice to the same always went what? Hand in hand. The believer always sacrificed. And the Old Testament guys, they always sacrificed even alongside worship. It was a part of worship. Sacrifice, sacrifice worship was not exactly complete except there was a sacrifice to accompany it. That's why Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the lord with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase the word substance there meant gift give something to him you know that's why the answer you do not appear before the lord empty you come with a sacrifice to worship so sacrifice was a very integral part of worship sacrifice was a very integral part of worship sacrifice was honor they gave these things to the lord because it mattered it mattered sacrifice was honor sacrifice was honor they gave to the lord because it mattered so also child of god in the new testament you don't just you don't just um love the lord gl glory on in his name and do everything you sacrifice and that sacrifice is not just oh i'm giving up things for the lord's sake no first of all the believer sacrificing must understand that he has found a treasure he has found a goodly pearl he can sell all that he has to go for that goodly pearl he can sell all that he has to go for that goodly pearl that is the testimony of the believer the testimony of the believer is i have found a treasure worth more than gold worth more than silver worth more than brass worth more than any problem precious stone oinks jasper whatever i've found a treasure you know there's a song that the old time saints used to sing they used to sing um i'm trying to remember the song now it's, it's out of my mind yeah it says um the spirit of the lord in the heart of man 
is something more than gold. They found a treasure beyond anything earthly possessions could give. That they realized that the Holy Ghost in the heart of a man is much more than money can buy. Is much more than a house can hold. Is much more than an apartment can keep. The Holy Ghost in the heart of a man is the work of God alone. Praise the name of Jesus. And it is something that is worth more than anything we can ever give. Sacrifice is honor. Two things you must understand to sacrifice. Whenever the believer sacrifices, he's not exactly losing anything. If at all, he is making a smart investment before the Lord. Because he has seen something better. So he can lay down anything for that one thing that he has seen. Amen. He's making a smart decision. He has laid down something for a goodly pearl that he has seen. Imagine the man has found a great treasure, but he keeps all that he has so that he will not run after that great treasure. The man has lost at the end of the day. The man has lost. Our testimony is that I have found something more than gold. I have found a treasure that is appealing. I have found that treasure. And in finding that treasure, we get to realize that I can let anything go for the sake of that treasure. It is not I that live. Yet it is Christ that lives in me. The Christian life, you are able to be a Christian because God became a man, died your death. You can live the life of God also. You keep living that life of God in terms of sacrifice. Denying ungodliness and walking in his light. Denying ungodliness and walking in his light. Every day, the believer, there are many things that call for our attention. Many things that tug on our heart. But in denying ungodliness, we get to realize that we are sold on to one who gave his life for us. Therefore, he alone is the one that deserves my attention. Glory to his name. He alone is the one that deserves my attention. He alone deserves my affection. If you must understand this, the Christian life is a life of growth. And if you are going to grow, in growth, one thing you will see is as you keep growing, things will keep dropping. As you keep growing, things will keep dropping. As you keep growing, you just realize, I have grown beyond this carnality. I have grown beyond this. I have grown beyond this level of something that can hold me back. I grown on to other things. Let me show you a verse. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Are you being blessed? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do from verse 8. 2 Corinthians 8. Look at what he says. He says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He says, How that in great trial of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Praying us which much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take up fellowship. So Paul is saying that this church, they were broke, yet they were still giving a lot. They were sacrificing for the sake of the saints. They were giving so that the gospel can go through the apostles to other places, through Paul specifically, to other places. Having said that, partner, we are nine. But anyways, they were giving so the gospel could go to other places and others could be saved. But look at what Paul said in verse 6. 
He says, In so much that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he will also finish in you what? The same grace. Look at verse 7. He says, Therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye are bound in this grace also. Paul is saying that you have faith. You flow in the things of the spirit. You speak in tongues. You interpret. You flow in the word of knowledge. You have diligence. You are diligent in your growth. You know. And in your love towards us. But Paul is saying that you see this giving grace. You need it also. This giving grace that is being spoken of. You need it also. So basically Paul is saying that. There are many aspects of your work with God. There are many aspects of your life. There are many aspects of your work with God that you are, you are getting right. But you see this giving one. You must grow in it. So also, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to sacrifice, we grow in it too. We realize that there is nothing that we cannot lay down for the cause of this gospel. You might be planning to leave the country. If the Lord says stay, you know that you are surrendering everything because he said stay. You might be having big plans, but once the voice of God comes and says stop, you stop. Because you know that he is worth more than any other thing I can give or any other thing I cannot give. Hallelujah to God. The believer's wealth is found in God. The believer's wealth is found in God. So also, as far as it is that your wealth is found in God, it is also true that you lay down anything for his cause. You lay down anything for his cause. Hallelujah. You lay down anything for his cause. We grow in it. As you begin to grow, one thing you must understand is there are many other things that you will lay down. Growth is followed. Growth is followed by sacrifice. And growth is sponsored of many sacrifices. If you are going to grow, you are going to give up. You are going to cut down on many things for the sake of this new passion, this new drive, this treasure of immense value that you have found so you can walk in it. You can be in step with it. You will be in step with it. There are many other things you will give up for its sake. For its sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A vital part of spiritual growth is, 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 is sacrifice. Let me just read one more verse. Let me just read one more verse and then we are done. Turn your Bible with me to um, Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. One of the verses we read. Oh, let's go to Mark. Let's read Mark. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 verse 21. Look at what Jesus said. He said, Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him one thing thou lackest this is the um, rich young ruler he says one thing thou lackest do you see this also it means that there are many other aspects of life that he had gotten but this particular one he needed growth here jesus said one thing thou lackest go thy way sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up your cross and follow me you see the christian life is a life to death every day 
the Christian life is a life to death every day. If you are going to grow in your work with God, you will understand this truth and walk in its consciousness. That the Christian life is a life to death every day. It's taking the cross and following Jesus. And why? It is not because we can do it in our strength or we are, con we are conscious of our wrong or right doings. It's not this. The consistency in it is, it is powered by the Spirit. It is from a place of delight. It is from a place of understanding that if we give up anything for the cause of the king, it is an investment. And ultimately, we understand that it is worship. It is honor. You know, my local church, my pastor, Pastor Irene Mano, he said something amazing. He said, the, he said, worship is any action by which we take to tell the world that we belong to Jesus. Worship is any action we take to show the world that we belong to Jesus. It's not just prayer, going to church, giving, and all those things. It is also sacrifice, laying down opportunities for the sake of the king. Can I tell you something? You know, we've seen a lot of people give testimonies of how God turned their lives around. But we hardly have testimonies of people who come and say, I lost my job because I refused to sleep with my boss. I lost my job because... I lost my job because of this i maybe you do a business consulting or branding you know you say i i lost this opportunity i lost this opportunity because um they wanted to brand uh cigarettes and these are very addictive and they wanted to sell it to teenagers that was their market but i said this is against my faith and i lost it i lost this opportunity because you know um my boss wanted me to be her sugar son and you know be fulfilling her desires from time to time but because i said no because of my faith i lost my job i was demoted because of that i've not been promoted for a while these are testimonies we should rejoice at not just that the lord did it suddenly in 24 hours i got my car as true as it is that god does that you know but we don't know for a lot of these people it is not faithful or anything they were dubious about it how dare you commit fraud and come and give a tithe? Take your filthy money. You, you know, people lie. You just give one signature. And then because of that signature, you just get two million. And you say, this God lifts men. You are a crook. God did not lift you. You did 419. They will catch you. You go to prison. Repent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we begin to grow, and if we must grow, not just as we begin to grow, the foundation of spiritual growth is an understanding that I found a treasure worth many, worth, worth more than anything I have. And I understand that I'm going to give up things because of this treasure. And then as you continue to grow, you also realize that many things are going to lay off your life. So let's write this down also. Write this down. Sacrifice is honor. 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 Sacrifice for the believer is an investment. Sacrifice is honor. Sacrifice for the believer is an investment. And sacrifice is worship. Is worship to the Lord. Hallelujah. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.